welcome to another episode of the Emergency Docs. I'm Dr. R. And I'm Dr. Y. Please keep in mind that the content of this episode does not constitute medical advice, but is purely for the purpose of education. This week's episode focuses on travel. The COVID pandemic has shown signs of improvement, and many people are starting to think about traveling again. At the Emergency Docs, we love to travel and are so excited to see this happen. That said, there are additional considerations that one should think about taking in this new era of travel. So in this episode, we're going to quickly review some of the considerations for travel. So first, we're going to some of the considerations for travel that exist prior to the pandemic. Basically, all the things you should do every time before you travel. Now, taking a trip is a great time to review your vaccines with your doctor. You should ask your doctor if you're up to date on standard vaccines, things like the Tdap, which is that prevents tetanus, diphtheria, and pertussis. And depending on where you're going, you may actually need additional vaccines that you might not need actually in the U.S. Things like rabies or yellow fever or typhoid. Now, the CDC publishes information on their website about these vaccines needed for travel to all the destinations in the world. So you can familiarize yourself with those information or that information on the CDC. However, ultimately, you're going to need to speak with a qualified medical professional who is able to assess your travel needs and what's best for you. Find a good travel doctor if you're planning to go internationally. There are nuances to travel medicine that your family doctor may not have been trained to evaluate. You can find a listing of travel clinics in your area at cdc.gov travel. It's important to see a travel doctor at least one month prior to leaving for your trip because there are certain cases where you might need a series of vaccines that must be administered over the course of one month or even more sometimes, or where it may take several weeks for the vaccine to be fully effective after it's been administered. It's really best to see the travel doc around two months prior to departure to be sure you have enough time to get your vaccines and medications in order. So now that you've found a good doctor and you're getting all the necessary vaccines, it will be important to discuss your unique travel situation with that doctor. They'll need to know things like your basic medical history, what medications you're currently taking, and where you're planning to travel and for how long you'll actually spend in each location. Now, specifics are important here. For example, there are actually some areas of some countries where you'll actually need to take anti-malarial medications. But if you go to a different part of the country, you won't need to take those anti-malarial medications. Now, it's ultimately, it's going to be a good idea to bring a copy of your travel itinerary, especially if you're moving around a lot. If you're planning to take a trip into the backcountry, are going on an expedition, or will be in an area without nearby medical assistance, your doctor may recommend that you take certain medications with you in case you become ill. This could include antibiotics in case of diarrheal illness, pain medications like acetaminophen and ibuprofen, anti-malarial medications, prophylaxis for altitude, or others, depending on your individual trip. Again, if you go to cdc.gov travel, you can select your individual destination and find out all about different diseases and hazards you might encounter so that you can prepare for them. Yeah, I think this next point is really important. So I would highly recommend taking extra doses of your normal medications just in case of travel delays or problems, especially with COVID, where oftentimes you'll have an incidental positive or a true positive test and you'll be forced to stay for 7, 10, sometimes even 14 days in the country. You're going to want to make sure that you have enough medication. So we recommend at least a couple days, but usually 7 to 10 days of extra medication just in case. In some cases, this may require actually that you contact your insurance company to get approval for months of medications in advance. If you have serious or chronic illness and your doctor has approved you for travel, it's always a good idea to check out the local health facilities before you travel so that if you do have an issue, you know where to go in advance and you don't have to worry about finding them once you actually are dealing with an emergency. 
Keep the names and addresses of local hospitals or clinics with you so you can easily find where to go if you need them. If you have a very serious illness or the possibility of becoming ill on a trip is high, you may even want to consider bringing a medical professional on the trip with you. It's also a good idea to include your medical condition written down in the language of the country where you are traveling, especially if you don't speak the language. If you use special equipment, it's also useful to have instructions for use in the language of the country where you are traveling, and maybe even extra parts in case something gets lost or broken. Keep your medications and special equipment or anything that you literally can't live without on your person and in your carry-on bag. If you need something critical for the trip, make sure to always carry it with you and don't check it. For example, if you're going on a trip to run a marathon, you'd carry your race shoes with you on the plane. The same thing goes for your medications. If it's something that would ruin your trip if it gets lost, don't let it get lost. So let's talk a little bit about travel in the Guidelines and regulations are constantly changing based on case numbers. It's important to keep in mind that cultural attitudes and norms may be different in the country or region you are visiting compared to your own. Be respectful of local guidelines. It is prudent to continue to wear masks as often as possible while traveling since you will likely be exposed to many people you don't know. If you are traveling internationally, it's highly likely that you'll have to obtain a COVID test before you travel and before you return home. There are many companies that specialized in the fast turnaround time required for travel, but most of them are not cheap. Many airports offer this service just outside the airport or even in the terminals, so check out what's available where you're planning to travel. It goes without saying, but if you have a positive test, please don't attempt to travel and especially don't travel if you have symptoms of illness. Different destinations and airlines have requirements for what tests can be used. Most seem to require PCR tests, while some accept the rapid antigen tests. Some destinations even mandate where the swab must be taken from, meaning some places might not accept the test where your throat was swabbed because they only accept nasal swabs. Make sure you know the regulations for your airline and destination. So I actually have a story about this. Before the war in Ukraine, I actually was traveling to Russia to climb Mount Elbrus. And we showed up at the airport to leave and they wouldn't let us board the plane because the flight that we'd booked was not a direct flight. And so as an American traveling on an American passport, I needed to have a direct flight to Russia. So we had to go home and then fly on a different flight the next day. So we used a travel agent, but... Everything is changing so rapidly that travel agents may not even know about these changes. So it can be hard to figure out where to look. But if you have any questions, it can be a good idea to call your airline and make sure that you can travel to the country on that airline on that itinerary. Yeah, I agree. And CDC has very updated in the United States, but also the U.S. Embassy in every country posts usually the most updated guidelines for entering and leaving that country. And that's what I've used in my travel recently during COVID for the various countries, like the embassies database. Yeah, I can't remember where the regulation was listed, but it was definitely on a government website somewhere. So you have to do the research. Again, make sure your COVID vaccinations are up to date for the best protection from the virus. If you do contract COVID while traveling, you may have to quarantine in the country where you're visiting prior to being able to get on a plane to get home. So be prepared with your extra medication and extra funds in case this happens. In all likelihood, you'll have to pay for your own hotel or lodging during this quarantine. Now, airlines in the United States will require masks, over the nose, and mouth for the entirety of the flights. 
Make sure to follow the regulations and rules of airlines where you are traveling. It is again probably prudent to wear a mask as much as possible on public transportation to prevent being caught in an unwanted quarantine situation in the country you're visiting. If you'd like further information on current travel regulations and recommendations, you can always check the travel section of the CDC website, which is a great resource. We hope these quick tips were helpful. Happy travels. That's it for this episode. If you like what you hear, please give us a rating, comment, or subscribe. This episode was supported by the National Geographic Emergency Fund for Journalists. Until next time. Thank you.